President Trump joins me to discuss his brand new defamation suit against CNN. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, President Trump will also explain his disgust with Attorney General Bill Barr and assess the deliberate failure of Joe Biden at the border and on energy policy. Follow the Sarah Carter Show wherever you get your podcasts. When you want an affordable, consistent meat option for your family, look no further than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers believe there is no quality like American quality and that everyone deserves to know where their meat comes from. Delivering 100% American, never imported meat straight to your door, Good Ranchers products have no added hormones or antibiotics. Cattle are pasture-raised, chickens are free-range, and Good Ranchers farms use the most innovative techniques to ensure every cut of meat hits your table a cut above the rest. The T-bones, burgers, ribeye, and chicken are all some of the best I've had. Everything is hand cut and trimmed, individually vacuum sealed, and flash frozen to ensure superior quality. So right now, use code Dana to get $30 off your order plus free express shipping. Get premium steakhouse quality meat without the premium prices. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana and save $30 off your next order plus free express shipping. Eat seriously delicious food from GoodRanchers.com slash Dana. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered that the Inflation Reduction Act will be deficit reducing. So when you look at the macro economy, the one thing that people say time and time again is that if you don't want to you know, put add more fuel to the fire, let's make this at least deficit neutral, if not deficit reduction. And that's what the president has done, along with a record-breaking $1.7 trillion decline in, in deficits over the year. Yeah, well, what did you expect when you have a, a train wreck of a presidency? And this... Uh, we're still dealing with the fallout of all of the economic numbers. We've got a lot to get into. It's kind of a busy news day because you have the House Speaker going to potentially Taiwan. We're going to get into all of that. Uh, you also have a bunch of stuff happening with primaries. We got this additional fallout. The misery index is back. Happy Monday. No better way to start Monday, right? <laughs> Welcome to the program. Dana Lash here with you. And we'll cover all of this and get you set up for the week. So first and foremost here, and it is approximately hell degrees in Texas, hot in the studio because people think that it needs to be hot in here when you have all this equipment going. Uh, the first and foremost with the all the headlines and everything else today, the misery index, that, that to me is like one of the biggest headlines, which was actually only re reported by a couple of different entities. The misery index measuring Biden's economy or lack of economic health, I guess, is probably the best way to say it. They said it's it's they're anticipating coming up into the election. They're anticipating a 30 seat House loss. A 30 seat House loss. Exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, it's for Democrats because they're. No, nobody had there's zero confidence, zero confidence, a trashed economy. Uh, it's all around bad. I mean, there's nothing else you can say. They were they've been measuring everything from rentals to, you know, we, and we've gone over the prices of some of this stuff, everything. And people are hurting. The administration insists that it isn't what you think it is, which is asinine to sit here and, and tell people that they're being stupid if they disagree with you on how much they're hurting. Like, I've said this for years. You cannot fake people out. 
of how much they have in their bank account. You cannot fake people out with how much they have in their in their savings, with how much groceries cost. These are the things that people see every single day. These are the prices. And so to try to explain your way out of it just adds insult to, to injury. And that's kicking some of this off. So the midterm misery. Also, we have, goodness, there's a, I got a bunch of wokery as well for you too. Uh, the Epic Times had a very interesting headline today as well on the additional 45% of Americans. They're cutting spending on groceries. It's a new poll that was released by Suffolk University. 45%. They said that they are, they registered a thousand voters and they said that, yeah, everybody's postponing vacations or canceling travel plans and they are reducing how much they are spending at the grocery store. Telling you, we're going into an election season that is the Republicans to lose and it looks like they're trying to do that with the Senate. We're going to talk about that. I got some very uncomfortable things that we got to discuss, y'all. We're going to have to have those conversations. Now, Pelosi is expected to visit Taiwan. She is already on, well, she's on route. She's expected, it hasn't been official. Everything, all the information that we have about it is from, you know, sources off the record, off the record sources. That's all the information that we have about it. It's all off the record stuff. And so they say that she's expected to visit Taiwan and they the plane was was on the way there she's making that stop and then apparently going to uh, visit some other asian nations i just the the we it's just i don't even know how this got out in the first place that's something that was never answered and it's not on her public itinerary it won't be on her public itinerary one official said she was expected to stay in taiwan overnight and then have an 8 a.m meeting the next day so we'll see but uh just um I mean, it's going to be one of those things you don't know until she's there. Usually other countries, what they do is they go and you only find out after their wheels up leaving Taiwan. They don't ever even hint around at the potential, which I mean, is that isn't that kind of acquiescing to China in a certain respect? Just to. So, yeah, they, they've been running their mouths. You know, that one tweet that I read you guys last week from uh, one of the uh, officials there, the uh, uh, Beijing Global Times. Apparently, they, that tweet was banned, so they, they removed that tweet, so they didn't do that much, because that's when they were threatening to shoot down her, uh, her plane. Good heavens. I can't even believe that's a sentence. So, they're, uh, they're, she's on her way to Taiwan. We'll keep an eye on that. Now, Biden came down again with COVID, or apparently it never went away. I don't believe that he got it again. It just never went away. It's, they said it was that Paxlovid. Re- what, are you, what are you making that face for, Kane? But that Paxlovid, though. Yeah. The Paxlovid apparently makes it to where, what, you rebound again or you never actually get over it? Yeah. I'm just... It's antiviral. Yeah, it's supposed to be an antiviral. I guess it's not antiviral enough. It's not working. Wow. Anyway, he. I think they're going to keep him in the basement until after midterms. Yeah. That's my thing. I think they're going to keep him in the basement until after midterms. They, they, don't, they, don't, they don't want him out. They don't want him out at all. They're going to keep him up. He said he tested, he started testing positive again. Wasn't he out without his like mask and all this stuff? Oh, yeah. The Associated Press wrote a piece where they said that he was violating CDC um, 
regulations and all of the left got mad at him. That's what they all did with us, didn't they? Oh my gosh, you guys with your super spreader events. So he's they're gonna keep they're gonna keep him in the basement. They're not gonna have him out at all. And and it's he's getting too many questions about uh, whether or not he should run again. He's he's getting too many questions about endorsements and midterms. These people do not want him hung on their neck. So they're that's it. That's it's done deal. Now, a couple of other things to hit. Friday, I sent out this newsletter to subscribers, and I so you all know this. Uh, the assault weapons ban, I, I'm not getting all bent out of shape about it. H.R. Uh, 1808, that passed with a vote of 217 to 213. There were five Democrats who voted against it, including uh, some Texas congressional members. Cuellar and Gonzalez of Texas voted against the quote-unquote assault weapons ban. Schrader of Oregon Kind of Wisconsin, Golden of Maine, they, uh, they are all Democrats who voted against it. Two Republicans voted for it. Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania and Jacobs of New York, Democrats applauded it. That's a free campaign ad, by the way. I hope that uh, Republicans, that's money. That's a money ad. I hope they got that. I hope they grabbed that ad and used it. Uh, so they, they erupted into cheers as they passed, as they passed it. So here's the thing. The, um, the bill is going to go to the Senate and it's not going to go anywhere. I, people are like, are you upset about it? Are you out? Of, I'm not actually because it's not going to go anywhere. Now, if we had, uh, you know, if we had like um, some more soft on the second senators, like, I don't know, an Eric Greetens or, uh, you know, Dr. Oz is kind of soft on the second too, uh, then I would be very worried because they got records of gun control. I would be worried that more Republicans would cross over. We're going to talk about the primary coming up tomorrow, too. But I, as it is now, it's not going to advance. they got to get to 60 votes to avoid a filibuster. That's not going to happen because they would have to persuade 10 Republicans to come on over and support this. That's why it's not going to go anywhere in the Senate. And I'm going to tell you something. Republicans may be dumb on some things, but they will not move on a second gun control bill in, the, in one election cycle and erase and enrage their base. For a second time. It's just not going to happen. They're not going to torpedo their chances to take control of the Senate. And there are a lot of Democrats who are battling for a re-election in kind of purpley areas. People like Mark Kelly in Arizona, they do not want this fight either. So all this did, all this was all this ultimately did was it gave some Democrats, it gave them something to run on. Some of these House Democrats something to run on as they go towards re-election. That's it. That's all it was. It's not going to go anywhere. They are not going to get it. First off, Chuck Schumer's already made it clear that they have a number of other priorities that are ahead of this. Number two, this doesn't even with Democrat voters and every survey that's been taken since really, you know, I, I would say since spring, definitely since spring. And you could actually even add last fall when they started really trying to track and gauge where voters were going to go because they were figuring out how they were going to get around this anchor that is the economy around the Democrats neck. Gun control has not even weighed in the top five. I would say not even in the top 10. When you look at wide Republican surveys, now with far left progressives that are the college educated, richy rich people, it's an indulgence for them. They don't have to worry about inflation. They don't have to worry about gas prices because they're rich progressives. They don't give a rat's ass what you got to pay at the pump or how much more you're paying at the grocery store. So they have the time to be able to wring their hands over indulgences like climate change and pronouns and and gun control involving semi-automatic 
firearms that are the least responsible for crime and also actually less than blunt objects when you look at FBI uniform crime reports tabulated from 1985 all the way up to 2020, which I have helpfully looked at for you and sent it out in a newsletter. So these things don't even re- they, they don't even tabulate in the top 10. So Schumer is not even he's, he's already indicated he's not even going to bring this to, a, to the floor for a vote. So as a result, you're not going to have no, any Republicans helping them out either. Like I said, they would have to have 10 Republicans come across the aisle and help them. And sure, you're going to get the Romneys and the Collinses, I'm sure. Uh, but that's it. you got to have 10 in order to get to that 60-vote threshold. It's not going to happen for them. And if they tried to push it, it actually ends up hurting their chances more. And Democrats have a razor, razor, razor-thin majority in the Senate. And leading towards midterms, Republicans' chances aren't that much better. i got to be honest with you. And they're getting ready to screw it up big time and i'm going to explain how we got a lot to jump into it's a busy day we got the uh the taiwan stuff we've got uh, some primaries coming up with the recent rulings from the supreme court it's worth mentioning that these wins didn't happen on their own it took the support of companies like patriot mobile who have passionately fought on behalf of the unborn and your constitutional rights patriot mobile is america's only christian conservative mobile phone provider and they've been on the front lines fighting for your values this is why patriot mobile is different from every other provider out there inflation has made it really hard on many americans and thankfully patriot mobile has plans for almost any budget and they offer the same nationwide coverage as all the major carriers. So you get the same great service, plus the knowledge that your money is going to a company fighting for the sanctity of life, religious freedom, and the Second Amendment. Visit patriotmobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Use offer code Dana to get free activation. If you're a veteran or first responder, please let them know because they have special discounts just for you. Come join the movement and make the switch. patriotmobile.com slash Dana, patriotmobile.com slash Dana, or call 972-PATRIOT. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. The death toll from the devastating flooding that's hit eastern Kentucky continues to rise as more rain hits the region. According to officials, ABC reports that a total of 30 fatalities, including children, have been confirmed. And more are expected, according to Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir. He announced this this morning. Uh, just awful to see the destruction that they are dealing with. The Brett Kavanaugh assassin, who was identified, now more information starting to come out about this individual, Nicholas Roski. He uh, was he had his his hit list, and apparently he's also told law enforcement that he identifies he's a transgender female, and that he wants his name to be Sophie. That's what is come. That's what is coming out from uh, from law enforcement, and also. Uh, his social media, apparently. Also, he identified himself as a 24-year-old male-to-female college graduate. He was, I guess, upset about also some of the transgender stuff that Democrats are getting everyone incited about. I don't know. Uh, the Mega Millions, $1.2 billion jackpot. The person hasn't come forward yet. I wouldn't either, honestly. I wouldn't come forward. I don't know. Do the, you have to make... Do you have to identify yourself in Illinois? Do they have, I'm sure they have weird rules. Kane, do you know that if you win, do you have to like a, like a big jackpot like this? I'm not really sure about that, to be honest. I've never won the lottery in Illinois, so I don't really know. But my guess is I would, for me, I would put a trust. I would open a trust. Oh, dude. I would real. make sure that I'm covered legally and with the CPA, and I put it in the trust. I wouldn't talk to anybody. Oh, yeah. I, I, there's a lot of stuff. You got to have, have your attorneys. Now, listen to this. I was looking at the numbers for it. 
So you know how you can either, and this winner can as well, they can either get paid uh, a certain amount, uh, 1.37 over the course of 29 years, or they can get a lump sum of $747 million. Now, here's the thing. Are they, are they, yeah, they can get the $1.3 billion over the course of 29 years or get the $747.2 million in cash lump sum. But after taxes, that's only apparently 450 something million. Yeah. So half a billion dollars goes to the government in taxes. Right? One of if I hope that the winner buys land and erects a giant middle finger in the direction of the IRS in Washington DC, I would do that. So hopefully they're smart and they get all their ducks in a row before they come out. Uh, this is, everybody knows, you know, people wear sunscreen, right? And you go out, you should wear sunscreen. The banana boat, everybody grew up with that sunscreen, right? So apparently the company that produces it has recalled three batches of spray bottles yesterday over concerns that they contain trace amounts of a chemical called benzene, which can be cancerous or as described to be potentially cancerous. Cancers. It's not an ingredient in the sunscreen, the company said. The chemical was detected in the products through an internal review, and it found that the chemical came out of the propellant that sprays the lotion from the cans. Benzene is a natural man-made, is a, I love how they say it's a natural and made man-made chemical. What? Uh, but leukemia, other cancers, things like that. And uh, people should, I, they have it on their site. You can check and see if your batch was one that was recalled. Uh, and 3D printing in Houston, they had a gun buyback and a dude went and printed a bunch of uh, lower receivers. And uh, he gave a, sold a box of ghost guns for $150 each at the Houston buyback. 3D equals profits, man. Stick with us. I've talked a lot about the Keltec KSG shotgun over the years, and it's no secret how much I love it. It's become the go-to shotgun for law enforcement and home defense, and for a really good reason. Uh, but why am I such a huge fan of the Keltec KSG? Well, like everything that Keltec invents, it created an entirely new class of shotgun. And the one that started it all is the KSG shotgun. It's the first 12-gauge pump-action shotgun chambered for three-inch shells. And with its dual tube mags, offers a capacity of 12 plus one. So that's six rounds in each tube plus one chambered. If you prefer two and three-quarter inch shells, even better, because the KSG holds seven plus seven plus one. That's 15 shells. You cannot ignore the downward shell ejection either. It makes the KSG truly ambidextrous and ejects shells away from your face. It's brilliant design. See the Keltec KSG up close and personal at KeltecWeapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C-Weapons.com. Again, to find out more, visit KeltecWeapons.com. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. President Biden says he plans to run for re-election in 2024. You have not yet committed to supporting him in 2024. Do you think President Biden deserves a second term? Jake, I'm not getting involved in any election right now. 2022, 2024, I'm not speculating on it. Oh, oh well, it's a big old vote of confidence there, isn't it? Dang, that's Joe Manchin who's responding. He was on all of the Sunday shows. He was everywhere. He was Ginsburging it up. Remember there for a while she was on like every like a couple of years ago? She was like everywhere. Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you this Monday. Monday, I know. We're not yaying it. I, I get it. I, I, I forgot what rain from this water from the sky looked like. Rain? We haven't had rain here in how many months? A couple months. It's a couple months. It's been forever. Forgot what it looked like. 
What is moisture, Kane? What is that? I don't even know. <sighs> so Kane and I have the sads a bit. I also have the sads for, well, yes and no. So you have, you have Democrats. Whenever Democrats get into a desperate position like this, and this is why Biden has long, uh, long COVID, or as my friend Tucker says, schlong COVID. Oh, boy. I can say that. It's a news item. Why are you guys acting like I can't say that? I wish you guys would have seen what Juan and Kane just did. They like freaked out like they were grabbing buttons. Like what what did you guys what did you guys think I was doing? It's a news item. You're referring to monkeypox? Yeah, sure. Okay. All right, but that's what the phrase that Mr. Carlson used, Kane. Yeah. Is that not allowed to be said? No, it's fine. Is sure. it? It's fine. Go okay. Ahead. It's fine. Because you just like freaked out for a minute. Yeah, I didn't expect it. Kane and Juan had the reaction of a parent in the passenger seat of a car with a new driver. That's what they, they just gave me like one of those reactions. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> it scared me. Like I, nor, when they move erratically all of a sudden, I can see them out of the corner of my eye and it just caught me. <laughs> it's like, what is that bad? But that's what he has though. The, you know, that kind of. I am just guessing that they, they want to keep him away from everything. Because he's such a drag, man. He's such a drag on all of these races. He can't raise money. He doesn't go. Kamala Harris doesn't either. Imagine being Democrats and having like the top person in your party not being able to raise funds because nobody wants him around. Dude, that's bad. Republicans don't have that problem. It's interesting. However, when Democrats get desperate, that's when Republicans get stupid. The worst, the worst Democrats are, the worse off they are, it's like the dumber some Republicans get when, when it comes to strategy. I have seen this time and time and time again. All right, I'm going to have, I got to get it off my chest. We got to have a little come to Jesus convo here. Yeah? We've, we've got we to have a little come to Jesus discussion about what's, because we, we got some races happening. I know some Republicans like like, for instance, they like jumping on people like Herschel Walker. Leave him alone. He's, he's, he's running. You know, he's the man in the arena. He's running. Be quiet. Are you helping? No. Is he, uh, is he, does he speak like a, a Rhodes Scholar who writes at a think tank? No. Do you? No, you don't. Shut, shut up. The other thing I get worried about, because Senate is going to be real close. I've said this before, and I really feel like I can't drive this point home enough. The margin of control that Democrats have right now in the Senate is what Republicans will have if we are successful in every race. Now you can see why I get so nervous over every race. Now I'm going to tell you something about the Senate. First off, number one, I don't consult politicians because I generally don't like them. I don't mean to be rude. Some of them are really nice. But it is such in my DNA that I just can't. I know a lot of people who do. I don't, I don't consult with people. I don't, you know, even if, and if I endorse them, I don't like to have them on to electioneer. I'm even more stringent than other, my contemporaries. Because it just makes me feel weird, you know? I tell you where I stand on stuff. I tell you what my position is. I give you the information otherwise, you know. Now, I say this because I want to talk about this Missouri primary that's tomorrow. And Trump is apparently going to be weighing in at any point today i know a lot of the people that are advising him 
And I'm going to tell you that there is an establishment consultancy class that I first got to know when I got my start as a grassroots conservative in the streets. And I got to meet some of them. Some of them are offspring of former senators and all this other stuff that have never worked in the private sector. They do these consultancy things and they go out and that's what they do. They get money. Whenever they can push someone big to endorse someone, they get cash off it. They get paid. That's legit how it works. Some of them tried to bully me to endorse Ed Martin back in my Tea Party days. And that's why I left the Tea Party. Because I was not going to be used and bullied by the establishment consultancy to endorse people. I wasn't going to be a tool for them. That's why I left. I'll be happy to name names if people want to get froggy. But I get real, real weird. I get real weird about it. I just, I feel, I feel like people need to be transparent. You guys know exactly where I am, who I know and everything. I'll tell you this. I know all the consultancy people in Missouri and I know who writes their checks. I don't do this to make friends with people. I just want to be left alone. And I want people in office who are going to further that cause of leaving me alone. (laughs) And you alone, right? That's what we all like. That's why we agree. So on this Senate primary, apparently Trump's going to be weighing in. And I know he's got he's got some people around him that are going to do a do him a real disservice, I feel. Like they did in Pennsylvania with Dr. Oz. I don't want a Democrat to win a Senate race. But I'm also not going to sit here and fake like I think having a gun control dude is a good thing. Because Republicans caving on gun control, sometimes that's more damaging than a Democrat being honest about it. So the primary in Missouri for the Republican Senate race is tomorrow. And you got a ton of polls out there. You have Eric Schmidt, who's the current AG. I've told you guys I already like him. I've only ever spoken to him in person one time, and that was at an event in front of a bunch of people where we said hello. I, I don't consult this guy. I just like how he is a brawler. And he uses his expertise to fight the administration on everything. And I especially like how he was really a champion of the Missouri Second Amendment Preservation Act, which was a Tenth Amendment protection against uh, the federal government's habit of commandeering states and saying, you're going to implement our federal programs with your resources, with your staff and finances. And so the Missouri Second Amendment Preservation Act was, you know, kind of a big finger to that. In the, in the, uh, similar to how Prince VUS was back in the 90s with the background check system. Now, Schmidt is currently polling. The RCP average has him number one. Uh, there are a number of polls that show he is in the lead, followed by Vicki Hartzler and then Eric Greitens, who is the former disgraced Missouri governor. I... Don't have anything. I I don't I, I don't I don't think that Vicky Hartzler is a nasty person at all. She might be very lovely. I've never met her. I've never spoken to her. She kind of has a moderate record for me. Um, I have friends that are doing work on her campaign. She seems very lovely. Uh, I don't have anything bad really to say. I just except I don't. I'm not a big fan. There's things I disagree with with her record. Uh, I know one of the other cats in the race, Billy Long. He's a conservative. Uh, don't have anything bad to say about him. I just don't think he can win a statewide race. You know, ultimately, I don't. Eric Greetens, I've never met. I don't have anything personal against him. I Well, except for the fact that he was a gun control guy. He likes to say that everybody else is a rhino. And they love to sit here and go, oh, Mitch McConnell's endorsed Eric Schmidt. Yeah, well, dude, when we were all out in the streets working to get conservatives elected and fighting with Mitch McConnell, 
you were road tripping with Bob Holden to go see Barack Obama speak. When we were out there, when I was actually taking flack from McConnell's people, McConnell's never come on my show and he never will. Eric Greitens was out there sucking up to the DNC establishment and he was being recruited by the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee. The receipts are all over online. Happy to provide them. He was going to run. He didn't want to wait his turn, so that's why he went Republican in 2016. Now you can understand why he's a gun control guy. He's the only Republican I ever saw who ever actually created gun-free zones in the state of Missouri. You can go read about it. St. Louis Post-Dispatch gave him a glowing celebratory article for doing it. And it was only after three weeks of massive pushback was he forced into reversing that. Because he realized, oh, wait a minute, I'm not doing a good job of being, uh, pretending to be a Second Amendment uh, conservative here. He bashed the Missouri Second Amendment Preservation Act using verbatim mom's demand language. He said it with his own mouth in a local radio interview. The language of the mom's demand supporters has been reported in NPR. It's been reported by a lot the St. Louis local media and in STL Today, all of that. How in the world are you calling yourself a two-way conservative when you're quoting mom's demand? Now, and then there was all of the gun, all of the gun groups, every damn one of them were blowing me up back channel when constitutional carry was underway. And they all noted, every one of them, verbatim, that Greetings had declined to support it. That is why none of them endorsed him. And some of them spoke out and slammed him. Now, I say that because that's one of my big issues. And I don't think that you get to be the bouncer for a movement that you've spent more time working against. And when people don't acquiesce to you and... Uh, When they don't uh, help you with your ambition, and he's got more ambition than he does, I think, since. Then you turn around, turns around, calls him a rhino. People who have been working harder. He worked against them as recently as 2016. So, no, you don't get to be a bouncer for a movement you haven't done anything to help. You've only done to divide. Hell, he almost tanked Josh Hawley's race against Claire McCaskill with the whole thing as governor. Now, there are people I've been told. There was a big Texas fundraiser, big Texas uh, money person who says that he's been hanging out at Mar-a-Lago every weekend trying to get a Trump endorsement. And I think some of the people nationally who don't know my home state's the lay of the land, they don't know the people involved. They haven't been in the streets. They've been on television until they decided that they were going to get involved in political endorsements. And they didn't know the land, so they got behind him because he seems charismatic and, you know, whatever. But he's a made, he's a he's he's basically Dr. Oz in Missouri. He's the Beto of Missouri. Now, here's the other thing. I don't like to get into people's personal lives. I know that he's going through apparently some stuff with his wife. He's apparently going through a very contentious custody battle and there's all kinds of evidence going out and all this stuff. I haven't gotten into that. I don't like it when anybody does it on either side. But I do think that it's pretty dumb strategy to have all this happen during a time when there are other people who have more solid records than him who could be running for the Senate. And it just seems to me that you wouldn't jeopardize Senate control by running a campaign at a time like this when this is a problem he created. 
One last thing on this. He left the governor's mansion because he and his team chose to cut a deal with Kim Gardner. Kim Gardner being corrupt has nothing to do with this. There was enough evidence for impeachment. You had a super majority Republican legislature in Missouri. Grassroot. Don't sit here and tell me they're rhinos. I ain't going to hear no, no criticism about these people as rhinos from people who were Democrats up until 2016. Hell no. Some of us have done a lot of heavy lifting, and I know a lot of grassroots out there in Missouri who get real mad about that. Super majority Republican legislature. They did not want to do this. They created a subcommittee. They looked at the same evidence Gardner had. They talked to the same witnesses. And I know for a fact they were, they were freaking out, going, oh, my gosh, we actually, there are, there, it merits impeachment. The Holly McCaskill thing was tanking because of Greetings. Greetings created this huge storm in Missouri because he couldn't keep it in his pants, apparently. And he cut a deal with Kim Gardner. And that's why he ended up leaving the governor's mansion. He, I'm going to tell you this, too. I like winning. Winning is a virtue. If you're going to do all of this stuff and ruin your family and all of that, I'm going to be very clinical. You do it on your own damn time. You don't do it on the voters' time. You don't actually jeopardize the governor's mansion. You don't jeopardize another Senate race. And you don't jeopardize the, the supermajority legislature in the state. If you're going to do all that crap, you do it on your time. You don't screw over the voters in the process and then turn around and act like you have a, a, a mandate from God to run in this race and call everyone else who has been doing the heavy lifting and cleaning up your mess rhinos because they don't do it. No, we're not doing that. I want to win the Senate. If you're going to do that stuff, don't get caught. Golly. We got more to come. May not be the, you know, kittens and sunshine purity answer you're looking for. But, hell, if you're going to do this stuff, be smart about it and don't get caught like every other good Democrat and Republican out there. You know, Jiminy Christmas, I'm, say, I'm being somewhat facetious. Somewhat. That's why, again, I went with Eric Schmidt. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188. Or text DANA to 9 998899. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. Make sure you sign up for that newsletter over at Substack. Oh, I know. My my thing on greetings doesn't make everybody everybody happy, but that's, you know, we ain't the left, are we? Are we going to sit here and be like, oh, we got to be all hive mind? Because I can't stand that. I immediately want to find something else to disagree on whenever I come across stuff like that. I just can't. I can't. Bleh. But I do think the consultancy class is going to cost Republicans the Senate. 
because I know who they are, and I know they ain't smart enough to win a Senate race because they haven't been able to. <laughs> That's why. They haven't been able to do it. So there you go. I just, it's just fascinating to me, this whole thing. All right, so coming up, wait until you hear this, this headline, dude. For real, literally. Uh, a trans cheerleader, 25, is given an assault citation after he choked out a female teammate who called him a man with a penis at cheer camp. Video taken afterwards shows him saying, I barely touched her. Um, that's going to be a segment. Uh, also, Josh Hawley says no to adding Sweden and Finland to NATO. And I actually agree with him. I'm done with this European welfare. And that's exactly what it is. We're going to add more people who can't even meet a percentage of their own GDP on their own self-defense. And they think the United States is supposed to make up that shortfall because that's what this is. It's a it's an excuse for defense welfare at the expense of United States taxpayers. No, thanks. We're going to that and a lot more on the way. Don't go anywhere. More of the Dana show right back after this. When you want an affordable, consistent meat option for your family, look no further than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers believe there is no quality like American quality and that everyone deserves to know where their meat comes from. Delivering 100% American, never imported meat straight to your door, Good Ranchers products have no added hormones or antibiotics. Cattle are pasture raised, chickens are free range, and Good Ranchers farms use the most innovative techniques to ensure every cut of meat hits your table a cut above the rest. The T-bones, burgers, ribeye, and chicken are all some of the best I've had. Everything is hand cut and trimmed, individually vacuum sealed, and flash frozen to ensure superior quality. So right now, use code Dana to get $30 off your order plus free express shipping. Get premium steakhouse quality meat without the premium prices. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana and save $30 off your next order plus free express shipping. Eat seriously delicious food from GoodRanchers.com slash Dana. Good Ranchers, American meat delivered that the Inflation Reduction Act will be deficit reducing. So when you look at the macro economy, the one thing that people say time and time again is that if you don't want to you know, put add more fuel to the fire, let's make this at least deficit neutral, if not deficit reduction. And that's what the president has done, along with a record-breaking $1.7 trillion decline in, in deficits over the year. Uh, yeah, no, that, that isn't how that works at all. Yeah, that's, uh, what's her face? Heather Bushy, who is... Bougie? Oh, okay. Bougie. I mean, I like bougie, too. That works. Speaking about the inflation going to make everything more expensive at 2022 Act. That's what that is. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. As always, getting your week started off right. Your lovable curmudgeon. And, oh boy, do we... I have some just a bunch of bizarre stories that are totally not at all related for you. Let's go around. Uh, so first and foremost, we have, I got to share with you this media fact check from Reuters. I don't know if you guys saw this over the weekend, but there was this video that was going around and is actually funny. It's of the president, Joe Biden, who was walking away during a speech given by the first lady and someone put in an ice cream truck in it and played ice cream music. And so it looks like he was distracted by the ice cream truck. And it's hysterical. He's just like in the back and he just walks right off. 
and Reuters because clearly it doesn't look real. Reuters legit fact-checked it. Here's the headline. Fact-check video does not show Biden being distracted by music from an ice cream truck. The video being shared has been digitally edited to include music usually played by an ice cream truck. Some posts include only photos with an ice cream truck in the background. The original video was posted on C-SPAN. Around the 135 mark, Biden can be seen walking out of frame and returning a few seconds later. But as you see in the original video, no ice cream truck is visible, nor can any music from an ice cream truck be heard. Our verdict is that this video has been digitally edited. I'm not making this up. Been digitally edited to include ice cream truck music as Biden walks away momentarily. That. Thank you for joining us as well. And for families across the country, you know, the school year. Gosh. It is such irony. They were literally distracted by the ice cream truck. So we're supposed to believe he just wandered off aimlessly of his own. I know. I I don't even care if it was crudely added in there as a joke. I'm going to believe that it's It's real. It's all believable. Because it's more believable than anything they've told us. It actually is. It makes it. I mean, I would walk away from her boring speech for ice cream. That's what they should have done. Because without the ice cream, they were actually helping Biden. Without the ice cream truck and presence of said music in there, he looks like a toddler who just like saw a squirrel and decides to run off. It looks even weirder. I cannot believe they fact check. I can't actually. What am I saying? I can believe they fact check this. This is so, so bad that they, oh my gosh, it's just too funny. So they fact check this. They, you know, I just, I have some media malpractice. So in addition to this, you also have uh, KING5. Out, this is out in California, guys. Oh no, sorry, Washington. Tree removal raises concerns about the heat in unincorporated King County. What? So it's a whole article by some chick named Natalie Swaby. There's your five minutes. And they said that there were some large trees that needed to be removed during a heat wave. Some trees can help reduce surrounding air temperatures by as much as six degrees, according to the Department of Energy. And so they're mad about a, tr- a giant. There is not one single thing as to why the tree needed to be removed. It is just, can you believe they're removing trees during a heat wave? I'm not kidding you. Kane, read this whole piece. If you don't believe, it's a short piece. You can look at this and you can tell me. I'm, I'm not kidding you. There's not a single thing in here where... They actually, I actually put it in audio, but there's not a single thing in there that examines like why it it, it ended up because the tree was rotting. Yay, journalism. But they made it an activist issue. Oh my gosh. So the other fun thing, Washington Free Beacon had a great piece on this. Media has a new rule. Don't say gay. Can't do it. Let's play audio soundbite two. Dr. Lena Wynn on the... uh, Monkey pox, listen. 
I think there is still a very small window for us to do that. And I do think it's time for the U.S. to declare a state of emergency as well, because that will allow for a much better coordinated response. It allowed the Biden administration to appoint a monkeypox czar to oversee these efforts. So a monkeypox czar. We need to create a new government position uh, because people won't stop getting in position repeatedly in mass quantities, promiscuously so. Stop. So the Free Beacon has a very interesting piece on all of this. And they are correct. The word is, interestingly, is absent from any media coverage of this outbreak. Even though, and I shared this with you on Friday, if you look at the requirements or the announcements to get vaccinated for it, the monkeypox or as it was called, Kane, you know, the other. Yep. You freaked out when I said it last time. So they say that you have to be gay or a dude who is still gay. And if you identify as a woman anyway, everyone else has to wait. So it's gay dudes. And they will not say journalists insist on using the phrase men who have sex with men. That's the phrase. It's they and Beacon notes that it's decades old terminology often used during the AIDS epidemic to explain the fact that gay and bisexual men comprise about 90, actually more than 98 percent of the 18,000 monkeypox cases worldwide. And the progressive left is saying, well, it's stigmatizing to note that. But here's the thing. It's not if. Why is it, notice again, it's more than 98% dudes. I think that is so stupid for them to say, you're stigmatizing all gay people because notice lesbians aren't on there, I'm just saying. Um, It's a health issue. Do you not, do you want to control the spread or do you want to contribute to super spreading? I'm just curious. They won't even say it. In fact, the New York City Health Commissioner demanded last week that the WHO rename it because he said it was racist and bigoted and also uh, discriminatory. So the media, they have their rule of don't say gay. Now, the uh, San Francisco, city of San Francisco, they've had some of the biggest cases ever. And apparently it is still going on. San Francisco Chronicle notes that their fetish fest it's still going to happen. Just saying. They have a... Yeah, they, they have a public emergency, public health emergency that goes into effect on August 1st. Just going to set that out, uh, out there on the table for you. But don't say gay. Don't say it. Wait, you can't say... Don't say it. They don't want you to say gay. Media says you can't say gay. It's their don't say gay rule. Don't. Can't. It is what it is can't say it now one more media note do you remember the widely shared meme from the riots for oh goodness where it was uh, after the jacob blake and in, in wisconsin or wherever do you re- the guy's name uh he's a cnn correspondent omar uh, jimenez was one of the five out- nominees and outstanding emerging journalists he's the guy He is the fiery but mostly peaceful protest guy. He's getting an award, an Emmy. He's got nominated for an Emmy. I know. There's, there's There's our media. Yeah. Now, in terms of energy, 
The Washington Post has noted that Germany is actually revisiting coal because the ESG, the environment, what is it? The environmental stupid guidelines. Okay. Social governance. Thank you. I was going to say stupid guidelines. So Germany is revisiting coal because they've been, they've had their uh, gas uh, just throttled by Russia. It was almost like someone told them that. So now, because they are turning to coal, and they're not the only ones looking at it. Latvia apparently is getting their energy throttled from Russia and others, not just because Russia's having problems, just because they're jerks. And so everybody's been using these ESG ratings, right? Investors, the environmental stupid guidelines, uh, social governance, sorry, developed by the companies like uh, MSCI or Sustainalytics to judge the company's merits. It's like the indulgence, right? If you burn coal, that means you're, that gives you baddie no-no points. If you don't burn coal, then you don't get baddie no-no points. And so Germany and Italy and others, they've been, they have to go back to, they're having to go back to coal because Russia's messing around with gas flows as a way to maintain influence in Europe. And some of these companies said that they're, they're going to have to go back to coal because they're not going to be able to fuel energy, especially going into winter. And so now uh, these, it looks like they might lose some investment as a result of that because of the ESG. But also, too, that just goes to kind of show you how plentiful coal and gas is, just FYI. Uh, In addition to this, in Colorado, Democrats are planning to suppress energy further. They've been really fighting this in Colorado for quite some time. It is a big thing. They've been fighting back and forth with Bureau of Land Management because they had this whole rescue management plan that they were trying to implement that would essentially bar new oil and gas development on a really wide scale. Denver Gazette had a a huge piece on this. And they said that, oh, they were worried about big game migration. So they wanted to suppress the... They were using the excuse of big game migration as a way to argue for the suppression of oil and gas development. What they don't tell you is that BLM actually goes after big game. Go and look up the euthanization of wild horses out west by BLM. And then you tell me if they're actually worried about big game, big game management. Oh, you're going to be infuriated. You might want to wait till you get home because you're going to emit some not safe for work. You're going to some fun expletives that we don't want you yelling out at your cubicle. So, The whole thing with Colorado's been dealing with this. They've been fighting Bureau of Land Management and the Department of Energy. I mean, you're looking at like, for instance, Biden's BLM. They want to overturn a plan that expanded energy development across half a million acres of federal land and allowed production on 971,000 acres of state, local and private land that had mineral rights. So they're fighting over that. This is this is what we're talking about. They have actually you'll have leases for exploration, but they want to stop any permits for drilling or further exploration. These are the examples that Jen Psaki and others used when they would say, oh, these companies have these permits and they're not doing anything. This is why they're not doing anything, because they don't actually tell you what permits they have. You can have like a lease on land or you can have a permit for exploration, but then you have to go further if you want to actually drill, break ground, etc. And they're actively fighting them in states like Colorado to do this, yet citing them and blaming these companies as being responsible for high gas prices. It's asinine. We have this and a whole bunch more for you, including it's ma'am. 
the transgender cheerleader who got who choked out a female teammate because the female teammate told the male cheerleader that he had a penis. We're go- I know we got a lot. President Donald Trump joins me to discuss his brand new defamation suit against CNN and react to reports that the Justice Department is investigating him over January 6th. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter show, President Trump will also discuss the FBI covering up for Hunter Biden, his disgust with former Attorney General Bill Barr, and the deliberate failure of Biden at the border on energy policy and much, much more. Follow the Sarah Carter show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Kind of just like want to play air drums, you know, and like chill. But I got to get to these headlines, including one on Talcum X. Uh, first off, a dude sued Bass Pro, the shop, Bass Pro Shops, uh, because his lifetime guarantee socks were only replaced for seven years. So the guy's name, Ken Slaughter, over seven years, he bought about a dozen pairs of these socks. And they were the Redhead Lifetime Guarantee All-Purpose Bull socks. And he filed a suit because he said they only fulfilled it for seven years. So a lot of people have uh, revised. Man, you're like dedicated. Because you know, they, they're probably not more than $6.99 if they're heavy wool socks. Like, Yeah. Uh, Washington Examiner notes that the communist uh, Chinese rocket debris fell into the Indian Ocean. U.S. Space Command confirmed. Although one guy, I was reading a report of a guy, a farmer in India, who apparently he got, theirs is going to be worthless. The farmer in India who got a piece of uh, SpaceX stuff that fell out, his is actually going to be very profitable because there's some stuff on that that could you know, go for sale on any market, apparently. Nobody wants the, the Chinese rocket debris because communist infrastructure is garbage. Talcum X, uh, that's the internet's name for uh, Sean King, a white guy who uh, has appropriated uh, his ethnicity, apparently. Uh, he, uh, well, he's accused now, they said he used donor funds from Black Lives Matter to buy a $40,000 thoroughbred show dog. $40,000 show dog using BLM donations. And that's from the Washington Free Beacon, and they put up all these receipts. Oh boy. West Virginia is not going to do business with Wall Street banks that boycott fossil fuels. That's kind of a, a pushback against the ESG or the environmental stupid guidelines, or as Kane would note, social governance. Coming up, it's ma'am. Stick with us. Shooting down woke culture, one crazy headline at a time. It's the Dana Show. So, this story is too good and too ridiculous to not share with you. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here. The story centers around uh, a man named Avery Chanel Medlock. He's 25 years old. He identifies as female. He was booted from the Ranger College cheerleading camp and given a criminal assault uh, citation, physical contact citation last week because he apparently choked out a teammate named Carly who said she was, he accused her of making transphobic remarks. Transphobic means science. She said that he had a penis and he got mad and choked her out, according to the reports. Footage from the incident shows teammates telling him yes you are a man there's footage of the assault apparently and the uh, medlock said he had only been joking with carly and that uh, he was targeted 
she targeted him. Isn't that just like the patriarchy? Progressive patriarchy telling you what. So Medlock posted a video where he can be heard talking to teammates angrily. And he goes, no, this is proof that I wasn't violent. However, apparently the, other, the full footage does exist and other people were recording and they say, no, it does. There, there's a ton of footage that shows the actual assault also. This is the footage that's out there that he was saying that exonerated him. Listen to this. At, at, the, end of the, at, at the end of the day, I don't give a Courtney, shut up. You're not even in this. Okay, well, outside then. I'm not a man. If uh-huh. I'm a girl, my, my license says uh-huh. I'm a female. Okay, and what are you going to do about it? Is she being for real right now? She's being dead. Oh, no. No. So you're still being What How does he think that exonerates him? He's like, I barely Well, get us into humor. Okay, yeah. Everyone wants to hurt Carly. But anyways, Carly, there's no beef between me and you. Sorry to upset you and make you scared and feel terrified. Yeah, you choked her out apparently, dude. Um, oh my gosh. And she, I mean, she was upset, the girl who apparently uh, was choked out, because she said that, you know, she she was scared that this guy and he can he can identify as a female all he wants to. But see, we don't we have free speech as women. We've had free speech. We're not going to go back to having progressive men take our rights away from us. So he got upset because she was apparently they had a tiff and they and she said, well, you're a, you're a man. And he put his hands on her, which is that's abusive, clearly. And so I don't, I'm like, why is the guy, why wasn't he arrested and charged? What the hell's a physical contact citation? I, I mean, because of the, and the, I guess that they are, the, it sounds like the family's going to court. They said Ranger College takes allegations of this nature seriously. They're committed to providing a learning environment free from blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. I mean, this is all just, it's, this is just crazy. He got upset because that's what, yeah, and they have the citation. There's, there's photos of the citation. Um, Excuse me, it's ma'am. I just, um, ma'am. ma'am, yeah. Look, when you are, when you, I don't care if you identify as a woman. When you're a man and you start using your superior strength and muscle mass, etc., and you put your hands on a female because you don't like her free speech, and you start choking her out, you forfeit any claim that you cannot be mocked. You do. I mean, that's just what it is. That wasn't transphobic what she said. It was transphobic for him to put his hands on her because she would not cosplay with him. That's exactly what it is. She sounds hideous. Well, she's a guy, so... I mean, it's... It's, it's true. He's like, I barely touch you. Apparently, the other teammates were disagreed with that. Apparently, they gave statements as well. This is dangerous stuff, though. Like, he thinks that he's got a right to put his hands on. No, no, no. The dad apparently said he put on Facebook. He goes, I ask what you would have done when receiving a phone call at one o'clock in the morning from your daughter, stating that she and the other girls had locked themselves in their room after this person 
uh, said you told her to fight and proceeded to put their hands around my daughter's neck. Uh, And he said that there's a full video, not the version that this individual put out. He said after the Title IX investigation, I'm sure all the other videos will be released and said um, and apparently the other teammates were also corroborating uh, the girl Carly saying that she never said anything about your race or gender. You guys got into an argument and then she said, you're a man. You have a penis. I mean, this is like fact based. I can't even believe we're having this conversation right now. And that's when he decided to put his hands on her. So is that the argument from like some of these activists that if you're a woman and you don't you don't cosplay their appropriation of the female sex with you with them, then then you, they get to put their hands on you because that's what it's, you know, good heavens. Good heavens. So I, I don't know. And the guy, the, the guy was saying, oh, they knew I was trans and they knew that I was different and I'm being targeted because of my gender. You don't get to play that role. Sorry, but you're not part of the sisterhood and you don't get to play that role. Women have for generations lived in fear of dudes doing exactly what this dude did. Progressive males treating women this way. I, I'm just, and by the way, I'm not going to couch all my speech by saying progressive patriarchy or progressive males. I assume that everyone who listens to the show understands the history of it and realizes that it, it, it's a leftist mindset. You know, the same people that didn't want women to vote are the same people who didn't want women to have guns and didn't want minorities to have guns. And they're still the same people that don't want anybody to have guns today. It's the same thing. They're the same people who wanted women to stay home. They're the same people who want women to be silent when their protections are being eroded by men who want to appropriate the female gender. I mean, dang. When he, it wasn't until, they had apparently disagreed and, and the report is it wasn't until he had said something like, well, fight me. And she was like, you're a man. And apparently that didn't matter. Can you have a daughter? What would you? You're a rather tall man. What would you have done? I, if it got to that where he put hands on her, mm-hmm. like choked her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I would want to be there before the police. It's a good yeah. It's a good time to get there. Yeah. <laughs> I I just I can't even believe that this is a whole debate. This is kind of some of the danger that goes along with this. You know, I I mean just. He gets mad, and so he's strong. So he starts beating on her. Are you kidding me? Come on. <sighs> now, I have more wokery. From this story to this piece, Daily Wire had written about this. So there's women's soccer player. And by the way, we just saw the, the, the British female soccer team, like, uh, was it Chloe Kelly and others? A huge victory in uh, uh, Euro Cup. That was really cool. You don't you didn't really see them complaining about pay discrepancies and all of that stuff. You know, it was really focused on the sportsmanship. In North Carolina, a defender, Jolene Davis, was sidelined from Friday's game because she did not wear a pride themed jersey. She is a devout Christian. She made headlines in 2017 when she withdrew from the U.S. soccer team two weeks after it was announced that both men and women's teams would be wearing LGBT Pride Month jerseys and the Courage team their their spokesman said before the game Jolene will not be rostered tonight as she has made the decision to not wear our Pride jersey as reported originally by the Washington Post they said we're disappointed with our choice we respect her right to make the decision for herself no you don't 
You don't respect her decision. She has no rights, according to you. If it doesn't go along with the status quo, then she doesn't exist. That's so lame. That is so lame. And they said that, oh, well, um, they we're disappointed she didn't want to celebrate with us. You're not a team if you can't support your team member making a genuine decision based on, and apparently she doesn't invoke faith lightly. She, and I was looking her up. She's a, a very devout Christian. There's nobody really negative. Anything has to say about her. She just didn't want to, she didn't want to wear that Jersey. I it's, uh, my question is what happened? I understand that when you go for a job, We've had the, the discussion before how you how some employers won't let you wear the BLM stuff or even you know pro-Republican or pro-Democrat stuff, whatever. And it can't be a free speech issue because you realize that you're representing this company, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I find this different because that's not their, A, that's not their normal jersey. And B, why couldn't she just wear the team's jersey? This was them trying to foist her up on her a symbol that acts as a statement of support or belief. What happened to freedom of association? What happened to the ability to freely practice one's faith? I just, I just have a lot of questions about that. It, it is, um, she tweeted, she posted something from Lecrae, if you live for people's acceptance, you'll die from their rejection. It's true. And she's been very strong on this. She's like, I'm not going to I'm not going to play then. They didn't have her on the roster. That's discriminatory, discriminatory towards her. I mean, you can and she was getting flack because she posted uh, that she and that she loves all people regardless of, you know, whatever they believe, which the left wants to promote this mutual exclusion that you can't that anything less then complete adoption of belief is is not tolerance that tolerance means they 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 mistake tolerance for total adoption of belief they're not the same thing i just that's really unfortunate and discriminatory discriminatory i think towards this player now last bit of wokery here Last week, we had the headline about, I don't listen to her album. Lizzo had a lyric where she mentioned that she was a spaz. So Beyonce dropped a new album, Renaissance, part one of three. And she's apparently, this went really fast because this morning she got called out for it. Now she's changing it. They said she was ableist and had an ableist lyric. She used the word spaz when she was talking about being all wound up and acting crazy. When did this turn? When is that? When did that become a slur? When did that happen? A representative for Beyonce said the word not used intentionally in a harmful way will be replaced. When did that word become? It's short for spastic, isn't it? Are they saying that only people who have developmental disabilities or any disability that they're the only people who can be spastic is that the argument because that sounds pretty bigoted to me right that's ableist 
I can't even believe that that's a word. Everything is so... Think about this. I, I was having a conversation with a friend and we were noting just, just in the past 10 years how I think so many people are too damn sensitive for life. They are too sensitive for life. Gordon Ramsay posted this thing on TikTok where he was on... I don't, I don't have TikTok, but I saw the video. He was on this fence and he was looking at all these lambs rubbing his hands together going, oh, you're so tasty. I can't wait to eat you. All these people slammed him and freaked out because they said that's so mean. That's so abusive. It's all... Where do you think food comes from? These people are too sensitive for life. Stop it. Not everything is a cut down or a slur or whatever. I seriously doubt that Beyonce, and I can't even believe that I'm being put in a position where I'm defending an album lyric, but I seriously doubt that she was going after people who are disabled. This is all so stupid. Everything is dumb. Just, golly. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Well, this is a story that you don't hear about a lot. Stories like this one. A Florida man attacked a bicycle with a machete and then stole a dude's Bible. Yeah, Southwest Florida. A dude was was arrested after he attacked someone's bicycle with a machete and then stole the guy's Bible. Lee County Sheriff's Office arrested 62-year-old Richard Duncan around 5 a.m. of Tuesday morning last week. Now, they dispatched deputies to the gas station following the report of an assault with a machete. And according to the police, the victim... There was, he was riding a bike. Duncan was filling his vehicle up with gas. He came into contact with this guy who was riding a bike. And then somehow after, Duncan got a machete from his vehicle and began swinging it, threatening to kill the guy. And then he used his machete to slash the bike's tires before stealing the man's Bible. He was arrested on charges of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and petty theft. Stole his Bible. I hope he read it. Did he read it? I don't, I don't know. Maybe he didn't. Uh, let's see. Additionally, oh boy, there was, uh, let's see, pull this one up. (sighs) There's things that you don't take into the courthouse with you. And they do x-rays of all kinds of stuff. When you go in, you have to take your stuff. You go through the the little metal detection machines. In Deland, Florida, Volusia, Volusia County Sheriff's deputies found a knife a giant one hidden in the sole of a man's shoe. It was a huge knife. They asked him to put his shoes through the x-ray machine, and it revealed him. And then the guy goes, well, these shoes aren't mine. I didn't know the knife was there. He was the subject of a, of a PO. Now you can see why. Stick with us. Third hour on the way. Now you ask, why are Republicans backing this man who's so clearly unintelligent, who so clearly doesn't have independent thoughts, but that's actually the reason. Walker's right. going to do wow. what he's told. And that's what Republicans like. That's what Republicans want from their Negroes, to do what they're told. And Walker presents exactly as a person who lacks independent thoughts, lacks an independent agenda, lacks an independent ability to grasp policies. I mean, when you, if I were to present that comment to you and ask you if that was the Klan or a progressive commentator on MSNBC, 
You wouldn't, yeah, you wouldn't know the difference. He's talking about Herschel Walker down in Georgia. Good grief. Wow, I wonder why they're really losing with minorities in the polls. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Yeah, really wonder why, excuse me, they're, they're losing in the polls on this. It doesn't look good on anything. That's because everybody's focused on jobs and they're out fear mongering on issues of, of race. Coming up, we're going to speak here in a little bit with our, our friend Stephen Yates because there's a lot of stuff happening uh, with uh, China and uh, stuff going out in the Pacific, Nancy Pelosi's visit, a lot of back and forth, should she, should she not, which it's insane that it's even a question of should she not. We don't take direction from Beijing, <clears throat> but that's the argument that every that we've all been having apparently well the, well not us but a lot of others i was reading speaking of um foreign policy i was reading josh hawley's op-ed this morning on why he will not vote in favor of adding sweden and finland to nato and his answer is that until our European allies make the necessary commitments to their own national defense, we must not put more American lives at risk in Europe while allowing China's power to grow unchecked. He is not wrong. He's absolutely not wrong. The greatest geopolitical foe we have is China. It's not, it's not uh, Russia. And they represent a greater threat to our sovereign interests than Russia does. Furthermore, he's correct in that it's, I mean, he doesn't come out and say it, so I will. NATO is kind of uh, defensive warfare, or welfare, rather. It's, a def- it's defense welfare. That's how Germany's kind of been treating it this entire time. Because what happens if, if NATO, if, if one of the articles is invoked and NATO has to get involved, it's usually just the United States that, that bankrolls all of it. It's the, it was the association to curtail Russia's expansion back during the Cold War era. That's what it was. And so this consideration of Finland and Sweden, and they've done a good job at fending off Sweden, as, at fending off Russia at this point themselves. It's not about abandoning NATO, but it's about demanding that European countries do more about something that's in their own backyard, not ours. I mean, they have to invest more in their own defense. It was only supposed to be 2% of their GDP. Uh, Some of them balked at even meeting that. It should be a hell of a lot higher. We spend more than that on our defense, but a lot of NATO members haven't even met that 2% GDP requirement. That was the big fight that Trump was having with Angela Merkel. And that's why they had some weird, they, there was some tension there. I mean, they, you're, you're talking about people that have the every capability to beef up their own military and spend on their own defense. These are, these are advanced nations. They have healthy economies. Finland said that they were going to make a one-time defense spending boost. But is that something that's going, is that permanent or temporary? And to expand NATO, that absolutely means at some point you're, you will have more forces, more American forces in Europe. Is that, again, that's something, why? Why can't they 
deal with their backyard themselves. You know, the best thing that we could have done is in order without expanding NATO is to expand our energy. Our energy offerings, which this administration has been very much in opposition to. So that would have done far more to curtail Russia's influence than any expansion of NATO ever could. You have some of the neocons on the right that argue that that this position means you are abandoning NATO because they believe that any dissent with any disagreement of expanding NATO means abandonment. They want to foister that stupid argument on people as a way to avoid the whole really, you know, the elephant in the room, which is why can't these countries spend at the why don't they do they not pride their do they not have any concern about their own security as we do ours? That's what this is all about. So I agree. You could just be if you just because you don't want to spend on your own security doesn't mean that the United States owes you that. And that's what some of this is. So I'm I'm all for it. They need to they need to ex, they need to spend more of their own GDP themselves on their defense. He's getting hit on this pretty hard too, which is kind of crazy. It it, it War Inc doesn't like it. If they're not going to spend anything on their self on their own defense of their own sovereign nation, why the hell should we? I don't owe anything to Finland or Sweden. I owe nothing to them. Why should my tax dollars go towards their defense when their citizens' tax dollars can't? Makes zero sense. Oh yeah, he's getting he's getting a lot of a lot of heat on that. A couple of other things I want to hit. As well, and we're going to talk about this more with Stephen Yates because we have Nancy Pelosi is going over on this tour of Asia. She's expected there's nothing official, but she's expected to stop in Taiwan. China has been running their mouths. What is actually China going to do? This is going to be my first question for Yates. What? OK, so let's play this out. What are they going to do? Are they going to take down her plane? Or are they going to wait for her to land? Are they going to hit it to where she has to land in China or something? Like, what are they going to do? Taiwan's what, 100 miles offshore from yeah, like China? East of China? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she'd get, get to Taiwan before she get to China. Are they going to, were they going to try to take her plane down and then force her to go somewhere and then hold her hostage ba- for Biden? I mean, what the hell are they going to do? Based on that threat that's now no longer on Twitter? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's this is stupid. What are they going to do? Yeah. They can't question. do anything. What are, yeah, what are they actually going to do? There's nothing they can do. They cannot do anything. Are they going to try to have a blockade in the Taiwan Straits? That's not going to go over so well for them. What is it that they're going to do? I mean, I think that that's why it seems it just seems to make a little bit more sense to, okay, well, we're just going to we're going to do it anyway. You're you're just going to have to deal with it. I just don't think that Xi Jinping has the I don't think that he has the stomach to do to follow up on what on what their threats are. It. I had one of I saw one of their um, let me pull this up one of their China uh, one of their uh, journal journalists in China that writes for a state founded and run newspaper so it's a it's a mouthpiece for Beijing there's a couple of them there's this guy Hugin who he's the guy who had the uh, tweet removed and he had his account suspended his the the language let her go to Taiwan but pray before departure. 
wish herself a safe journey, blah, blah, blah. Sinner who starts a spiral of escalation uh, process, expanding military frictions to large scale, large scale war in the Taiwan. Right? There's nothing you're going to do. Shut up, Kami. You got offended over Winnie the Pooh. There was another one who said that, uh, uh, who was saying that her, it's kind of the, along the same lines. Another one of these mouthpieces who were alleging that, well, this is, she's, you know, reckless and, and this is reckless behavior, etc. I was pulling this up uh, because she, she was saying something along the same lines. There's, what are they going to do, though? He does not, they do not have the, the political appetite to follow through on something like this. Oh, this other reporter went back to 1978, Jimmy Carter, saying that uh, Taiwan was part of China and going with the one, one China thing. Back to 1978. They used a video back before some of us were even alive. The Carter administration, that's what she went to, this, this, this communist uh, Beijing mouthpiece. It just, there was a piece from Salon, Nancy Pelosi's reckless trip to Taiwan is a decision that could get us all killed. Just interesting. Mm-hmm. What are they going? It's not. It's not her trip. It's China. Taiwan has been its has been its own self-functioning and self-governing entity for some time now. China thinks that they can just expand their military muscle and control everyone around their periphery, and they're they're the ones who are mad and cannot cope because Taiwan resists. I. I think that what they wanted to do was to see, number one, if the administration was going to flinch, and number two, if Pelosi would back down. Because her visit seems like it's going to happen regardless of what he says, Xi Jinping. So there's, uh, this is making them look bad. What are they going to do? This is where I w- we got to talk with Yates about. We're going to have him coming up after headlines. Because this, I think that this visit is also being used by Xi Jinping. That's not to say that it shouldn't continue. He's got a lot of domestic problems right now. He has some, a lot of economic problems. They have a huge housing slump. He is, I mean, he's, despite the fact that it's a communist entity and Xi Jinping wields with an iron fist, uh, wields power with an iron fist, there are still people who would like to take him out and replace him. So there's a lot of palace intrigue, so to speak, happening. It is distracting those people from all of their domestic issues using this. So it's they want to they need to saber rattle about it for a couple of reasons. But we're going to we're going to talk about all of this because, you know, I just I don't think that he's going to risk anything that would blow up in his face. But what will he do? And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. There's video of a guy in Britain who was arrested because, as the police told him on video, someone was caused anxiety because of his social media post, and so he was arrested. That's actually a thing, apparently, that you can get you can get arrested for and charged with. If you cause someone anxiety on, on social media. Dude. Yeah. I... I am without words. Uh, Nichelle Nichols, a.k.a. Lieutenant 
Uhura on Star Trek has passed away. She passed away at age 89, and she was, uh, I mean, golly, she's one of the OGs on that series. Uh, is that the three? Is that Does that make three now? Because, no, 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 because we had uh, the guy who was Beaver Cleaver's brother. He was, and then he wasn't, so he then was second, and then there was somebody before, so I think this makes three. And to go by my grandmother's rule of three. That was that's how it goes. Apparently, Old Spice, Colgate, and Dawn are locked up at a lot of drugstores and a lot of everyday items. And they say it's because uh, of organized retail crime. People who have been going in and getting like like massive amounts of stuff, and then they run out, and then they're reselling it on online marketplaces. So they've had to lots more and more, especially like where there's no real deterrent for this, like San Francisco, etc. They've had to put this stuff under lock and key, like in these anti-theft cases. That's just, it's crazy. That's where we are. American Airlines, golly, they canceled a 10-year-old's connecting flight without telling the parents. Uh, Now, the girl was flying by herself, apparently from Richmond, Virginia, and was going had a layover at JFK Airport to going from Virginia to Boston to visit family. The apparently the parents didn't know that the flight was canceled until the daughter called and it was her first time flying alone. She was stranded, 10 years old. An agency worker worker accompanied her and they said that they were supposed to stay with her till the next flight was available, but oh my gosh. Family members uh, that were preparing to meet her drove 6 hours to pick her up. Which is what you should have done in the first place. Ridiculous. It's not, you know what? Stuff like this happens with airlines. I'm, I'm sorry. There's no justification for it. So I would drive six hours before I put my kid on a flight to fly unaccompanied. Stop. A 10-year-old. Uh, local Solar panels in Texas. I did not know that this could happen, Came. Apparently, uh, NBC DFW said that on the roof of the Plano Bank of America... This, it got so hot the solar panels caught on fire it was a two alarm fire they 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 legit caught fire was it that hot that made them catch fire is that a thing with the solar panels that's kind of scary Whew. we have more to come Stephen Yates is going to join us on the Asia trip specifically Taiwan stick with us Your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back. If you're going to have to learn stuff, you might as well enjoy it. The Dana Show. Because of the closeness between the speaker and the president, it does raise the question about is she sort of pressing a foreign policy that may, in fact, put the president in a bad position. Is that the sense of this White House? The president is comfortable with the position that this administration continues to take, which has long-standing um, uh, historic precedents, and I went through it all with the opening statement. The president is very comfortable uh, with uh, with our policy with respect to, to China uh, and to Taiwan, and he had an opportunity last week uh, to reaffirm those policies and his views in his uh, direct discussion with President Xi. Mm, well... We'll see how all of that goes. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. That was, of course, Kelly O'Donnell asking a question as to what, how is this, how is this going to make it tougher for Biden? Actually, I, I think it, I, 
why is that the perspective? I I don't know. I don't know. By the way, you can find our uh, uh, bumper tracks music. That that was a great Japanese punk band. I wanted it's they, their song was called Freedom. It's band made. They're amazing. Uh, it was about as close as I could get because some of the stuff I'm like, oh, there's some expl- uh, expletives and some of the Chinese punk that's like post Wuhan. So I don't know. Joining us now, our really good friend, Stephen Yates, who we've been just dying to have him on. Whenever he leaves and does his job, all hell breaks loose is what happens. And you guys know our very good friend, Stephen, foreign policy expert, he advised during the Bush administration. And he's also with the America First Policy Institute and chair of the China Policy Initiative. OK, so they they the, their state run media, which I don't think they say anything without approval from Beijing. They had their tweet removed last uh, Friday, just this past Friday, uh, saying that the, that Pelosi's plane should be shot down. She's going to Taiwan. I mean, it's pretty much certain. I don't think that they're going to back down from this. Ultimately, it seems like a big game of chicken. There's not a lot I don't think that Xi Jinping could do. What is your take? Well, number one, uh, Speaker Newt Gingrich went to Taiwan as the highest ranking American to do so since the recognition of Beijing uh, decades ago. And so there was precedent long ago for a Speaker of the House to do this. Number two, it would have been nice if Speaker Pelosi had chosen to do this earlier in her tenure. And then people might have had an easier time understanding that it's actually kind of normal for legislators and democracies to go back and forth and talk to each other. Uh, And it would have also given a little bit of credibility to the Taiwan Relations Act, which last I checked, was passed by Congress and uh, was signed into law by uh, President Carter at the time. But it's the law of the land. It says we're supposed to provide Taiwan with an adequate self-defense, something we have never, ever done, partly because when the big bad wolf starts blowing and blowing, our house goes down. And so uh, right now, the most muscular thing we can do is to send a soon-to-be-retired Speaker of the House to the only democracy in the world that we don't have the guts to recognize. And we have someone speaking from the White House podium saying, oh, we're pleased with where our China policy is and it's longstanding. And basically, I don't know if his lips get chafed from kissing the emperor's ring that hard. But basically, this is bowing to Beijing. At the same time, Pelosi's supposed to be going. Why brag about the president talking with dictator Xi Jinping? Why didn't President Biden talk with President Tsai of Taiwan, democratically elected leader? To me, that's sort of simple American common sense. We don't want a war. We're not driving it. Neither are the people in Taiwan. All of this is being driven by China. How about the White House fight against the communist Chinese, at least with a fraction of the vigor they fight against us? Yeah, I talking with our friend Stephen Yates, I think her trip, I, I, I kind of wonder if it wasn't leaked out by people in the White House that opposed her going. Is that a, because that's sort of seems like how it was done? That's the dominant narrative around the rumor mills in D.C. Of course, we don't get to know the truth. And to a degree, why would this be hid under a bushel basket anyway? Uh, you know, if. You know, here we have, at least we found that social media has one standard. I mean, you can hold the severed fake head of a president of the United States and not be deplatformed from social media. And the Chinese government has threatened to kill lots of people and they've remained on the platform. But one tweet by threatening to shoot down the plane Speaker Pelosi is on, we found where the line is. They took down one tweet. 
But this kind of wolf warrior, really violent nonsense has been going bonkers on social media. Uh, So it's one of those forms of political warfare they engage in. We should be pushing back much more vigorously. And again, that's not because we want to fight. They're the ones bringing the fight to us. When a bully starts picking and poking and taking and prodding and you just say, oh, no, we don't support Taiwan independence. What kind of message do you think that sends to anybody? Yeah. Yeah, we're and and this because normally when people go to just from what I've seen when they go to Taiwan, all of a sudden the delegation shows up. They're in Taiwan. Oh, we didn't know they were going there. And but by the time it always hits the press, it's all it, it's wheels up. Everybody's going back. So this seems like it was maliciously leaked. And then I just you know I was trying to play this out in my head, and I know I'm not the only one that was doing this. So if if Xi Jinping decided to to use this because I know he's dealing with domestic issues. He would love to have a distraction from that. But ultimately, what is he actually even able to do? That Were they going to try to shoot down her plane and create a huge incident? They'll lose any goodwill. They'll lose any alliance with anybody else because they don't they don't want anyone, not because they would disagree with their communism. They just don't like bad strategy or try to hold her hostage or try to get something going in the uh, Taiwan Straits. I know that they were doing live fire drills. Apparently, they've committed to another couple of days of them i still don't think that they would actually be able to enforce any of their rhetoric do you i don't uh, unless it's at extremely high cost to them very likely putting their uh, durability as a regime in peril Uh, Now, other experts, so-called whatever that is these days, might disagree with my my assessment. I've only watched this for 30 years. uh, (laughs) Yeah, you ran Radio Free Asia. You don't know uh, anything. What? Yeah, maybe. I'm just speculating here. So, uh, but uh, I don't. They can't do anything that wouldn't hurt themselves more. Uh, Now, the the everyone knows that the world's most advanced semiconductor chips are manufactured in Taiwan. Uh, We, the United States, have immense dependency on them, but so do our allies and so do the Chinese. Anything that makes the lights go out in Taiwan for any period of time makes the lights go out on that manufacturing platform that is China, too. Mm. And so I don't know why we approach this from a position of meekness and weakness. Uh, Taiwan has never been governed by the People's Republic of China. It was, in fact, a Japanese colony for 50 years uh, from 1895 to the end of World War II. Uh, the dynasty before that wasn't even ethnically Chinese. It was Manchu. It's so long ago, no one even knows what a Manchu is. Uh, and so the Chinese in Beijing have zero claim on this. Why, why, why must we, must we always give a bended knee? And if they're going to be the ones threatening, then speak out about it. Why did we go and give some kind of an intel brief about Russia putting its forces out prior to an invasion, but the Chinese threatened stuff? Well, where's the disclosure of what, what are they threatening and how are they threatening to do it? Why aren't we making them look at least as bad as Putin for threatening a democratic neighbor? Oh, that's a great point and some great history there as well. Talking with our friend Stephen Yates, you, men- you mentioned the semiconductor uh, issue because they're the the largest manufacturer, I think, followed by South Korea. I think they're number two. The that bill that passed, I 
was speculating that it almost signaled that Democrats were anticipating China doing something and taking over the manufacturing of that if they're the language that was used and the pitch that was used to sell that bill was we want to be able to compete with China because from what I understand they import like 84% of their the chips that they use from Taiwan so I that kind of to me showed some cards there your thought yeah well when it comes to that so-called chips bill I am against chips uh, so the, because basically it wasn't really about bolstering American competitiveness or protecting the semiconductor industry. It was kind of like 200 billions worth of pork wrapped around a little bit of subsidy here or there relative to a multi-trillion dollar industry. And if we were really serious about all this, we would get out of our own way as an American economy. We would unleash energy independence. We would deregulate things. We would make it better to manufacture in America and run businesses in America. Across the board, tax cuts would do more for the American economy and the competitiveness of manufacturing here than any of these subsidies would. So I'm really, really down on that. I'm not a super fan of why some people who should be on our side of the argument voted for it, other than they must fear being branded. Well, why weren't you for American competitiveness? But that's such a cheap and juvenile argument. Uh, and right now, I think the Chinese were probably thrilled with this because a lot of this subsidy probably is stimulative to their own businesses. Yeah, the def- definitely so. Well, this we're, we're going to watch uh, Pelosi's trip. I know she's going with a, a delegation. I would imagine it's the whole delegation going, not just her, correct, that would stop by? Yeah, no, it's not like taking half of the house with her. Right, I think she's got number. four or five of her best pals coming along, none of which happened to have an R after her name. So that was an interesting choice. Uh, if you want to represent America and show solidarity for an ally in distress, maybe, maybe you could shoot for some some bipartisanship. But, you know, why why bother in the waning mm-hmm. days of this regime? I don't think that she'll be pressured to abandon the trip either. She seems just mean enough. I mean, that's where you want somebody. I mean, look, I'm be it far, be it far for me to defend this woman. But I will say, I think at least on that issue, I don't think that I don't think I think she's going she's already overruled Biden. So why would she listen and be persuaded to not stop now? I don't disagree with that at all. Uh, There's a lot of things I disagree with Nancy Pelosi about for a long, long time. (laughs) Uh, She's shown more moxie on China and Taiwan over the years than a lot of her fellow compatriots ever had. Uh, It has not seemed to influence any any Democrat administration. That is unfortunate. Uh, And unfortunately, during her tenure as speaker, they haven't exactly passed more robust support for those who are the victims of the Communist Party. Uh, and so while I admire her moxie on this, she very clearly was bossier and tougher than kind of the, the, the eunuchs in the White House that mm-hmm. were around on China policy. Uh, and that's the best America's got going right now. Yeah, there you go. Stephen Yates, as always, we're grateful for your time with us today. Glad that you've been traveling safely. And we're going to watch and see how this unfolds. Maybe we'll have you back if they decide to get froggy and, you know, take down a plane. We'll see. Stand by. There you go. Thanks so much. Good to see you. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Wow. So we had the press conference that's taking place. I know you wanted this as today in stupidity, but I'm going to take it from you. I'm sorry, Kane. The so uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre was there having the White House press briefing and she brought John Kirby up to speak uh, about 
the situation with Taiwan, Nancy Pelosi. I just want you to listen to this. Listen to the soundbite that the Daily Caller got. Repeatedly said that we oppose any unilateral changes to the status quo from either side. We have said that we do not support Taiwan independence. And we have said that we expect cross-strait differences to be resolved by peaceful means. We have communicated this directly to the... Uh, wow. Um, man. Just unbelievable. That's there now for perspective previously the really administrations of both parties have just practiced this kind of vagary right how that i'm i'm just shocked especially in light of what yates has said too um I just holy wow yeah the United States security partnership with Taiwan it's the it, it, the Taiwan Relations Act yeah so that was and it was effective 79 yeah sure just got a lot of questions about that I'm gonna I'm gonna include this in the email newsletter and I'll have them I'm gonna have a write-up on this too as well and I'm also going to get because I think this is going to be a huge especially here in the weeks going forward. This is going to keep coming up more and more. I want to make sure you have all this information. Also, uh, tomorrow is uh, election day, a lot of primaries, a lot of other stuff uh, being determined tomorrow. We're, we're going to keep an eye on that. Missouri has a big one, and that's going to be, I'm telling you, I think that whether or not the Republicans win the Senate de- depends on if they decide to shoot themselves in their own foot, and they will with a gun control candidate like Greetons, hardcore gun control candidate who, while, ever, while we were all out there trying to elect, get uh, uh, grassroots conservatives in office, he was out there road tripping with Bob Holden to go see Barack Obama speak after being recruited by the DCCC. I have a long piece ready to go on that, and I'm, I've been hesitating on putting it out there because there's a lot of stuff in it. Uh, it's almost too long for the newsletter, so we'll see. But good heavens. There's just everything that we're in such a great position and only Democrats can screw our Republican Republicans can screw it up for ourselves now at this point. So, oh, and by the way, one other quick thing apparently was also just announced today that John Kirby, he's uh, announced a new five hundred fifty million dollar package of military aid to Ukraine that POTUS is going to authorize today. That just came in. Where's that money coming from? Yeah, we don't acknowledge uh, Taiwan independence, but uh Hmm, telling you what, going to be a very, very interesting week, ladies and gentlemen. So I'll put all of that in. Remember, Substack is where you can find the newsletter chapter and verse, and there's all kinds of good stuff that we put in that throughout the week, and it gets sent right to your inbox. So make sure you go sign up uh, and subscribe, and that way you can get all of it. And then uh, tonight I'll be on with Jesse Waters in the 6 p.m. Central Hour, and I think we're tentatively scheduled to talk about the Biden Paxlovid thing, but we'll see. Today in Stupidity, Kane. All right, it's going to be uh, MSNBC's, well, one of their, I was going to say they're racist, but one of their racist, because, you know, you'll see this guy on Joyless Reed's show all the time. Uh, this is Ellie Mistal. He says GOP candidates like Herschel Walker... He's just a tool. Listen to the words he uses. Now you ask, why are Republicans backing this man who's so clearly unintelligent, who so clearly doesn't have independent thoughts, but that's actually the reason. Walker's right. going to do what he's told. 
And that's what Republicans like. That's what Republicans want from their Negroes. That is if you, racist. Yeah, if you had to pick, did who said this quote? Was it the Klan or a Democrat analysis? Same yeah. thing. Yeah, Democrat same analysis. Same thing. You yeah, can't tell. Thing. And you haven't been able to tell for about a century or two. Mm, there you go. That does it for us today, folks. We will be back all together with you behind the mic tomorrow. Tune in to Jesse Waters tonight, 6 p.m. Central Hour. I will be on. Sign up for the newsletter, chapter and verse, and find all of our past interviews on YouTube and Facebook. Have a great night.